0: We'll To Nintendo Main Episode Nineteen, we are your hosts Trey and Hey, what's
1: up? It's me, Jeremy Mikowski.
0: Hey, what's uh, what? How's it going? What you been playing lately? Still working on the Twilight Princess.
1: Yeah, I'm still working on that. Uh, having a lot of fun with it. it. It's a lot of fun to play on the Wii U, and still just pleasantly surprised how much I enjoy it. And I kind of built it up in my own mind that I was going to hate playing through it again.
0: I, I think last time we talked, you said that you were like you were like the breaking point, pretty much where it like goes like after the third. Last time I talked to you were you were after the third uh the third few shadow, right? I think it's like the third dungeon.
1: Yeah, I haven't gotten a whole lot further than that. I can switch back and forth between Wolf Link and Regular Link. Whenever oh. I want now. So that's about where I'm at.
0: Okay, so you already went to the part where like you already went through the part where like uh you know, Midna's like almost dead and then you go see the princess and all that. Isn't that after the third yeah, one?
1: Yeah, and then you go to the forest and you chase down the skull kid. I think it's supposed to be the school.
0: Kid. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same dude, but later. That part, uh, I don't know. The second part of that, I found kind of annoying because you have to go back and do that again later. Fun. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it's kind of I don't know. It could be because uh, the, the second time it gets a little more complicated, and I kept losing him, and it was I don't know. It's kind of irritating, but
1: yeah, it's it's nice. There's audio cues. I just had to use the. Uh, I just had to like turn the uh, volume up. That's how I got through that part, but fighting those little things that are chasing you they're they're really annoying,
0: oh yeah, sure, yeah, and they don't they don't ever stop, they just keep attacking oh. you and attacking you attacking it's relentless, you. yeah, but uh, the I like the um the like little trumpet thing that you hear of the skull kid like whenever whenever you're near him to so cue you to the next part,
1: yeah, it's nice, he's just hanging out playing his instrument when you're looking for him
0: i I was playing um. Well, uh, Jess and I finished the uh, Game of Thrones Season 1 on, uh, PS3. It's a, you know, a different thing, but, uh, we finished that Telltale game, which was pretty cool. Super depressing, but cool. And I've been playing, I've been playing around with Lego Batman 3 also on, uh, Wii U. Just because, uh, I saw the Batman v Superman. It was such a, it was such a dour movie that I needed something a little, a little more positive in the DC universe, so. Oh yeah, you needed.
1: The, Batman need, needed to redeem himself.
0: Yeah. Need need to pick me up. <laughs> sense, and I man. I also played I played through like the the death and return of Superman on Super Nintendo also after I saw that movie, just because uh, you know have you have you seen the movie yet?
1: No, I haven't, and that's I haven't listened to your spoiler cast, but I'm thinking about just listening to it because oh yeah, I don't it's, know if ever see it.
0: sure yeah it's uh, I don't know it's. It's hard to, yeah, I don't know what to say about it, really, without without spoiling it. It's an interesting movie, I guess. But uh, that's a different episode. But yeah, have you still, I mean, have you still been, like, messing around with Mitomo at all? Has oh, that- yeah, I've
1: been playing Mitomo all the time. I've gotten uh, a few people I work with are playing it now, too. I showed it to my friend Kyle, and he started playing it. Yeah, there's, I don't know, probably four or five people I know around here that are playing it now, too, so it's a little more fun talking to those people about it and, having conversations with them and I've also added a bunch of new friends through the NVC video chat sort of thing. Like, uh, I friended, uh, peer pair, however you say it
0: pair. Yeah. But I like how it pronounces it as peer on the game. It does.
1: That's why, yeah. that's why I was <laughs> doubting it for a second. And, uh, yeah, I friended him and, uh, some of the, some other folks, I think probably through your friend list. So I found them.
0: And, um, uh, sure. Now
1: I'm, now I'm up to, between my friends and those, I think I'm up to about 30. So I, I'm not out, it hasn't gotten out of control just yet, but I did, I did wake up in the middle of the night to a bunch of notifications, like the sound of them, like woke me up, like it startled me. Um, so I had to go turn off notifications.
0: Yeah. You get a lot of those, especially yeah, if you have the sound on, it'll, uh, you'll just get, yeah, they'll just go over and over
1: again. Yeah. It startled me like woke me up from a deep sleep what the hell is that yeah <laughs> so yeah i had to turn those off but uh it's okay because i get on it enough during the day that i find out what's happening anyway
0: yeah some of it's like yeah it's they need to fix it a little bit better like you know when they tell you like like you should be able to know like who's commented on everything like it's kind of like the way that set that setup is kind of weird like it should be able to I don't know. It shows you like everything new that all your friends have done, but that doesn't seem like to be a little order or it doesn't seem to be much order around it. You know?
1: No, there's really not. And I hope that they, they uh, continue to update it and maybe they'll include a search function where you just see your interactions with friends. So you can just look at what you've commented on each other's stuff, you know, stuff like that. Or even like find like a group of friends who have commented the most on the same things. If they could figure out a way to, uh, you know what I mean? So that you can find, like, conversations with your friends more easily and reference them or whatever.
0: Yeah, totally. I was just going to say I wish it worked more like the notifications on Facebook where it basically, like, you know, like, if you, wrote, if you, like, comment on something, it'll tell you, like, when other people comment on your comment. Or, like, if somebody's commented on something you post, it'll tell you that. Like, but it'll put it, like, in order, you know, and it'll be just, like, just seems to be a little bit easier to get around, I guess, on that than the than the Mitomo.
1: Yeah, it's in its infancy. Um, the, uh, that's the thing. There is not, uh, no one's commenting on your comment. They're just still in the same thread, right? They're just still in the same thread.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, you can't, I don't think you can directly comment on a comment, but I mean, still like the way yeah, Facebook, like if you're like in, if you comment on anything, they let you know, like when people respond to that or if they comment at all, you know, but it's, I feel like it's just yeah. easier, easier to get to on that, you know, because like for this, like I've commented back to people. And I don't know how to find the, the, where that was that I commented back to you know. I, in case somebody I did, you. in case somebody replied to it, I don't know. I, I don't know how to find it. You know, so it's kind of like it's a little yeah, it's a little confusing. Like underwear, it's just like navigation of what to find for questions and all that is annoying. But yeah, it's still been fun. I mean, I've been working for the past three days, so I've just been kind of playing around with it on set when I'm when I'm not you know when I'm not doing anything. But um yeah it's it's still been all right. I wish uh, I wish they would update their uh Miitomo drop sooner than they do, you know. I wish it was like once a week or, or twice a week or something like that. You know, I feel like the um the food and the cat one's been up there for too long. I've pretty much got everything I need from that. I need a different thing to play, you know.
1: Yeah, same here. I've got like every color of most of the cat stuff. I'm still trying to get the cat sweater the cat jacket so there's a couple that i'm having trouble getting but i have most of the stuff that i want from the games but i guess you know at least maybe i'll have a bunch of tickets saved up when the new stuff comes out
0: oh yeah sure i guess you can hold on to it were you able to were you able to get like any nintendo account stuff like a warioware touch or anything like that
1: not yet it says i'm like 20 points away i'm really really close
0: oh okay because yeah i got i ended up getting warioware touch from there so that was, a, that, was, that was pretty cool. I mean, it's I've played it before. It's it's the same as it was before. It just it looks nicer it? on a on an XL, I guess. 3DS XL.
1: Oh, true that. So, do you own the uh, original game on the DS? Uh, I did at one point. Yeah, I still have it.
0: I still have the original I'm DS game.
1: Pretty sure your copy is the only one I've ever played.
0: Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I still have it. But it's nice to have it digitally on the 3DS because that's the only DS game that you can get digitally on there. Is that, How and well is it, does
1: it upscale? Is it just smaller? Is the uh, you know is it just part of the screen black or whatever?
0: Yeah, it just um, I mean it's just like you know kind of like four by it just basically like four by three set you know like like if you were to play like a Super Nintendo game on Wii U it does like the same sort of thing where it puts the letter boxes on the side and just makes okay. it the size of the um, same ratio that it was on DS. I know I heard something about like it not being completely pixel perfect or something like that, and the, and you and if you hold like select and start when you pick it, it'll be a little bit smaller and be more uh, closer to what the DS was. But I don't know, I really don't notice much of a difference, so I've just been playing it straight on.
1: I'm divided of whether I'd want to get that or the Picross game because I actually do enjoy the Picross games.
0: Oh yeah, have you played the Have you played the Pokemon one? The free no, I haven't one?
1: played that. Uh, the last one I played was a uh, Picross 3D, I think it was called on the DS. You oh, moved yeah. the you moved around three D space. That one was a lot of fun. I played a lot of that, and then uh, I think I downloaded. Uh, I think on the three D S you can download a couple of the Game Boy ones, and I played some of those.
0: Yeah, I think I got um. Yeah, I got the Mario the the original Mario Picross for reg, for Game Boy regular for free from game, from Nintendo Club. So I, I played with that, but that's like the only Picross I've really played. I mean, I played the Pokemon one a little bit, but I don't know. The one I played the most was the old was the old Game Boy the old Game Boy Fat one. I think it's just called like Mario's Picross.
1: Yeah. They're fun games. They're really relaxing if you just wanna you know, it's kinda like you think if someone sitting down and do a crossword or a sudoku or something. sort of yeah. the same concept. You're just kinda relaxing and moving through it at your own pace.
0: Yeah, it's like uh it's kinda like Sudoku mixed with like Minesweeper, I think, kind of. You yeah, know. pretty much. That's a good yeah. way to describe it. But yeah, no, it's cool. I mean I had I had a lot of fun with the original with the original Game Boy game.
1: So that's why I was wondering, do you think do you regret getting WarioWare? Instead of getting Picross, or are you going to get both?
0: Um, I was I was more interested in getting WarioWare than Picross, so and it wasn't really a competition for me. Because I, as much as I enjoyed the original one, I just didn't really I don't know. It wasn't really on my radar. I guess I wanted to see more like how the digital DS would work on the 3DS, and I like WarioWare, and I haven't played WarioWare Touch in a while, so it's nice to play it again. And I think it looks real nice on the 3DS.
1: Yeah, that's the only way you can get a hold of that game, so Yeah, definitely. Uh how how are your points now? Do you feel has it uh have you accumulated enough to where you think you could get both games? Uh
0: I mean I'm not like I think I have like maybe a hundred now. Maybe. Okay. Or no, no, I have like I have a hundred something because I did face to face with with my roommate, so I got a hundred points from that. So I think I'm like maybe at like one sixty, one seventy, maybe one eighty, something like that. Yeah,
1: so, I actually got uh, the face-to-face <laughs> with Colin from the Fire Emblem
0: episode. Oh, sure. Yeah, I was trying to, like I said before, I can't, it's it's hard to to search your Facebook friends, so I can't really do that now. Like, I was trying to look, I want to look at other people who are on who are friends with Facebook that have it, but I can't figure out how to get that to work. Like, it only did that when I very first started and didn't have any friends. It showed me who had it on Facebook. So I can't, like, search for Colin, I guess.
1: Well, you can. All you have to do is go to my go, click on me to where you go to my house, and then click on friends at the bottom. It'll bring up my list of friends. He should be on there.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done.
1: I haven't done that yet. I've just all I've done is just look at suggested friends,
0: and I do like the Facebook link, and then it still doesn't. You know, doesn't show up. I just want to see like if any of my other friends that I actually know are playing it. You know.
1: Oh right, yeah. I I, I know what you're saying. I've gone back to it. It hasn't updated. Anything? Um, I did ask a few people, and I haven't heard responses back. So, I hope they're my friends in real life.
0: Yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, have, have you done like? I mean, have you done the stuff like you get points for? You get like thirty points for logging on to like MeVerse and, and the eShop, and it's a, uh, you know, and uh, and you yeah. get.
1: I didn't even know for that was what was happening, but I uh, I wanted to take a few screenshots twilight princess so i automatically did it
0: oh sure and uh, i think you get a like i like i don't really use google plus but i have a google account and i linked it to that and you get 100 for that you get like 100 for like everything you link it to so like if you link it to like twitter and facebook and and google plus that's like 300 points also so i was just like pretty much going down the line and getting every single thing that i could until i got to the uh until I got to 1,000, which, did, which didn't take as long as I thought because I was, like, at 900 last time we talked, and I just yeah, did. I think, and,
1: didn't we get points for pre-registering uh, Tomo?
0: Yeah, you got points for pre-registering, like, right off the bat, so you got, like, 200 or something like that. So you should be pretty close. Oh, well, you said you're, like, 9-something, right?
1: Yeah, I'm, like, at 980, I think. Really, really close.
0: Well, you know, you'll get there. At least by next week, like, you'll just, you know, when you get on Meverse again, it'll give you another 30.
1: I think I'll probably get cross.
0: Well, let, let me know how it is when when you get it. I was just afraid that it might be limited. I don't know, like, that it might not have that many. But I guess, you know, because the, the Pokémon seemed kind of limited, but that one was free. You know, it was free to play.
1: And They want you to purchase more content, right?
0: Yeah, they want you to, like, pay for, like, you have to pay for energy to, like, play more of the puzzles. It's kind of it's similar to Pokemon Shuffle where you have to buy like the hearts if you run out. But uh, yeah, it, you know whenever you whenever you get it, let me know how it is. It'll
1: probably be tomorrow.
0: Yeah, <laughs> probably. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to our uh, topic of the week, which is uh, what is considered by many to be the number one two uh, D side scroller that is not a Mario game. Was it Super Mario World Two? Yoshi's Island was the original name for it, right?
1: It was a direct sequel to Super Mario World. that was Nintendo's next platforming game after
0: that one yeah I guess that was um from I mean, in for, that
1: in that universe rather
0: from what i from what I read they like wanted to i mean I know that Miyamoto has always wanted to uh have Yoshi in the game i guess was his, his idea to have Mario have a dinosaur companion from the beginning, but uh there, there were limitations of the NES that he couldn't do it and I guess that's I read that was what led to like um the frog the frog costume and some of the others for Mario three.
1: Yeah, sort of a compromise since they couldn't get uh, the dinosaur into the game.
0: Yeah, and the, well, there were like uh, there was like Yoshi and Yoshi's Cookie, right? Were like his first appearance games, pretty much on the NES before that.
1: Well, I looked. I thought that um, I thought that Super Mario World came out before. Oh yeah, but those did. You're right. They came out before Yoshi's Island. But I think uh, Super Mario World came out before even the Yoshi game on uh, Game Boy.
0: Oh yeah, well, I thought there was a Yoshi for NES.
1: Well, it came out late in the you know, in the NES's life cycle.
0: Oh, okay. So what is uh, Yoshi's Cookies for NES? Also, though, right?
1: Yeah. So there were, you know, there were several late release games uh, for the NES when the Super Nintendo was already on the market. I think it was June of nineteen ninety one is when uh, Yoshi came out, and then the uh, Yoshi for the Game Boy, and then uh, I think Mario World came out in late nineteen ninety. Oh, okay right or was it late 91 i think it was late 90
0: yeah i'm not sure on uh super mario world when i mean when was when was the super nintendo launched i mean it would have been at the same time as that
1: yeah because yeah it was a launch game uh uh yeah, well, Sup- so I-
0: super mario was august of 91 super mario world
1: okay okay so i'm a year off but i think that yoshi came out in 92
0: yeah i don't know i just i, I just i remember it showing up I don't know. I thought that it would come out earlier just because it was on a system before, you know. Yeah, his first appearance was Super Mario World. Oh, well. Well, he had had those uh, lackluster uh, puzzle games. I mean, you didn't really get into, like, Yoshi or Yoshi's Cookie, did you? I just remember playing them, like, briefly.
1: I played Yoshi quite a bit. Um, It's kind of a funny story. I bought... This would have been, you know... So I played it way later. uh, Back in... I think it was my, before the summer before my freshman year of high school or between my freshman and sophomore year, uh, I was hanging out in my neighborhood and I had this, uh, electronic battleship game that I'd bought at Walmart or something. And it was one of those like, kind of like a tiger game. It was el- a liquid crystal display, just black and white or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I played it all the time. I mean, I had fun with it cause you know, I was bored and I didn't have a game boy at the time and, uh, this uh, dude that lived next door to me really liked it, and by then I was pretty bored of it. And he traded my his Game Boy for it, and it came with a uh, that Yoshi game. That's the only game I had. So,
0: oh wow, for, he uh, traded- for,
1: Yeah, it was. I totally got the better end of the deal there, but he, yeah. he didn't care about his Game Boy. So,
0: oh, that's a shame. So, yeah, I remember. I remember those Tiger things. Like whenever you turned them off, you would basically see everything that that game had to offer, because it would show you like exactly all the yeah. It would show you like all of the graphics, pretty much.
1: It was so. pretty much just a, a grid of dots, and then you know the dots represented where the boats were or whatever. It was only a one-player game, but uh, oh. we I, there was a whole you know hubbub where like my mom had to make sure his mom was okay that we were doing that trade, you know, because it oh, sure. obviously didn't seem fair. Even my mom knew that, and his mom was like, "Oh, whatever, I don't care. He can." can make the trade if that's what he wants to do. So definitely uh how I got a hold of my like first Game Boy that was to my own. Oh well, that's cool. And yeah, so I played a lot of Yoshi because that's the only game I had. Didn't really like it that much to be honest. Yeah, I
0: didn't I yeah, I didn't think it was that good of a puzzler. Like I just kinda just played around with it a little bit, but it didn't really didn't really stick, I guess. It wasn't later that you know, until like Tetris attack that we had like the good the good addictive Yoshi puzzler game.
1: Yeah, and that game is great.
0: Totally. But uh but we're not we're not talking about that game yet. <laughs> um, not yet. The, uh, so yeah, when I mean what was your first experience with the uh, with Yoshi's Island? I mean it was uh that was ninety five, right? October ninety five when it came out.
1: Yeah, um it was uh yeah, it was ninety five. I think I had a friend uh that I went to I was in middle school at the time. I would have been in eighth grade, and uh, my friend Ryan would always like you know if one of us got a game, or usually he's the one that got all the new games. but we'd like trade games, borrow you know, borrow each other's games and stuff. So he loaned me that game over. It was near Christmas break, and so I got I got a hold of it pretty early on after it was released because he had already beaten it. so that yeah, that was my experience. Uh, I believe I, I talked about it in the in our winter episode. And why that was one of my favorite snow levels was uh, because we had a snow day at school, and it just oh. happened
0: to
1: coincide with when I got to the snow level in the game.
0: Sure, um, yeah, I don't think I played it. I don't think I played it until after uh, Yoshi's Story, believe it or not. Like I somehow missed it on the radar when it came out because I remember playing uh, Yoshi's Story on sixty four and not really liking that game, and then seeing, um, and then seeing Yoshi's Island at, on like a playable kiosk thing at toys r us and you know seeing that it was similar in controls to the other one but a lot deeper and that was how i got into it was later so because I, I don't think i played it until like i must not have played it until like 98 maybe like a few years after
1: and it was but, on a kiosk uh,
0: no i played it I, yeah i played it on a on the little demo thing that they used to have at toys r us where they would play the um you know where you could play the games like in the 90s and they used to have like buttons you would push that would show demos of uh of games also. Like I think we mentioned, oh. it, mentioned it before in the Mario RPG one where you could watch the video of like Mario RPG and like uh, Chrono Trigger on there, but you could play some games and, uh, they, yeah. Had, yeah, they had that one in, they had that one in there that you could play like in the, in the late, I guess it was still up in the late nineties cause it was just like, you know, kind of around transition period between like super Nintendo and 64. I do, I do remember, uh, I remember watching the, uh, utterly grotesque, uh, commercial on uh, channel one when i was in high school which was actually kind of pulled from an old from a monty python joke from uh the meaning of life do you remember that commercial no there was uh the, it was an old commercial where this guy eats and he basically eats until he explodes and it's like uh basically an analogy to the amount of levels that are on uh, yoshi's island and like all the extras it's it's pretty disgusting And his, like, basically his guts, like, come out of his stomach and it, like, hits the wall and it says, uh, play it loud, like, on the wall. The old (laughs) Nintendo slogan. And it's in, like, this green, gross, slime stuff. But, uh, in, in the old Monty Python movie, uh, The Meaning of Life, there's a similar joke where a guy just eats until he explodes. It looks very similar to that commercial. Which I saw the commercial first and then I saw the movie later and I was like, oh, wow, that's the same thing. But it was such a strange commercial for, uh nintendo you know to do which just so yeah just made do such a disgusting one
1: that does yeah i know what you're talking about the uh the scene in meaning of life where the waiter comes out and he says would you like your food as usual in a bucket I bring him a big bucket
0: oh yeah. yeah yeah i mean they must i mean well, I it must have been uh it must have been inspired by that i guess i looked at the japanese commercial which is like much nicer like it's just like uh it's just a hand, like hand drawing Yoshi, and like a lot of like cool, soft animation stuff, just showing like how pretty it is. And then the Nintendo one, you know, maybe shows like a little bit of the game and just shows this guy eating stuff until he explodes. But yeah, I remember seeing that commercial like in school, like because it used to play, you know, during the during the news, the news channel stuff.
1: Yeah, Channel One.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's something but, uh,
1: about the North American market was all about the like extreme.
0: Well, that was <laughs> like. That was also in the time with Sega being like very like in your face, as like that was there. That was kind of their like counterpart to Nintendo. So that might have been sort of a way for them to like, I, I guess, to to battle them in a way. You know, be like, oh no, we're extreme too. Uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah, the play like, it loud
1: it, started with the Game Boys, and then it became like their slogan.
0: Because like, I remember all that stuff. Because I got the, you know, I had the Nintendo Power, and I read up on it. But somehow I missed, yeah, somehow I missed out on the Yoshi's Yoshi. But I wasn't, I don't know, in my Super Nintendo times, I wasn't like super huge into Mario. Like I thought, I don't know, I think I thought they were like too hard, or, or I, I or I didn't like, you know, I, I didn't like the NES ones, or I didn't play the NES ones that much. Like when I was in high school, I was more interested in like, you know, bad licensed Super Nintendo games, like mostly like comic book ones. So. That's kind of mostly what I played. It was like that and like fighting games and and like RPGs later. Yeah, so, and RPGs so I, are
1: pretty legit. Because
0: I kind of actually didn't really get into Mario until like Super Mario sixty four, like until I started really really liking it, and then I went back to like Super Mario World and Yoshi's Island and all that. But um, so that's probably part of the reason why I missed it. Because like I missed like uh, Mario Kart also, like the Super Nintendo Mario Kart, because I was more into like F Zero. But um, yeah, it was uh, I don't know. Every everybody seems to think that there um, that there was some sort of like feud, I guess, between like Rare and Miyamoto, or they says that Miyamoto like hated the graphics of Donkey Kong Country. I don't know if that. I don't think that's actually the case. I think that they started. I mean, supposedly they'd been working on this since like ninety, which was like way before Donkey Kong was even around the DKC stuff. And uh they, I mean, I think they wanted to. They had been thinking about doing that, like hand drawn animation for a while like from what i read from interviews there they they knew that i mean they started working on it pretty much after they finished uh, super mario world and they knew it was going to be the last like you know super mario uh 2d side scroller type game for that system so they wanted to kind of go all as all out as they could so they tried to add as much stuff and you know make it as big and as as and, and as memorable as they could because it's kind of like the swan it was like the swan song for mario you know which it's not even really a mario game but for that type of game.
1: I think that the style is what's one of the things that's made that game stand the test of time so well, because, you know, this is early on when, you know, even in the super Nintendo era, when Nintendo was like, you know, screw being as realistic as possible. Like, let's just have fun. Let's like use the hardware to make this style happen because, you know, you couldn't have pulled off that hand-drawn, that really nice hand drawn look that it had, where like even the background sometimes were kind of animated and wiggly. You couldn't have yeah. gotten that on earlier hardware, so it, it took the FX chip, you know, a, a successor to the chip that was in Star Fox, to make that game work, and all the like the stretching and of the sprites and the rotation and everything. Like, I mean, that was it was just a really beautiful game.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's the, the FX chip helped it be, uh, and also, like, the, you know, the unforgettable level, Touch Fuzzy gets, get dizzy, which we never can seem to get right exactly. <laughs> because the no. Game Boy game wasn't quite the same. Like, the re, re release of the Game Boy Advance one didn't feel quite the same. I heard, I read somewhere that there's some sort of, like, uh, that this, there's some sort of, like, copyright thing going on with the F, with the FX chip, and that's why, like, why? Uh, Yoshi's Island and Star Fox never made it to Virtual Console. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I've read—a rumor that maybe they don't have the rights to that anymore, and that's why it wasn't why it wasn't used in the Game Boy, and why that level looked different and all that. I don't know.
1: At this point, they would just be emulating the chip, so maybe it's. I think it might just be impossible to emulate the hardware. Maybe they're not able to get a hold of the the source of it or whatever. I'm just speculating here. I don't know for sure, but. I mean, it's a separate piece of hardware that was in the cartridge that was boosting the processor or whatever. Sure. Like the I, just,
0: I just find it, I just find it hard to believe that there's like, you know, illegal, illegal emulators that you can download for free that can do it that, you know, that can play like star Fox and Yoshi's Island. So I don't understand why they wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, the technology is out there, you know, I mean, I've played it, I've played it on computers. Like I remember originally, the PC like,
1: emulators, they, uh, do they run Super Nintendo games like at the true speed they're supposed to run?
0: I mean I have a I have one for my Mac that I think runs pretty well. I mean, I didn't notice much of a difference on it. Okay. But uh Yeah, I guess the only I,
1: way to tell for sure would be to play it on the console at the same time.
0: Yeah. I mean I've played a, I mean supposedly it it's a little bit quicker. Like if you're playing like um I listened to like a whole Retronauts episode about that. I'm sure you did too. The one uh true like retro gaming and all that and C R T TVs.
1: Yeah, where they say
0: apparently um when you uh when you plug when you plug into the TV it's it takes a minute for it to like upscale it so it's a little bit slower. And uh I don't know. I haven't like I, I play my Super Nintendo through the HD TV and it, I haven't really noticed it. I mean it looks a little blurry, yeah, but I don't think it looks that bad. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. i, I'm I think I'm they're also
1: with... referring to lag to like
0: Oh sure. Yeah. No, I think Lying yeah, with the control. Yeah, with the controls, but I don't really notice much of that, but I don't know, but I think it, yeah, according to what they were saying, what I was getting at, I said it's supposed to be a little quicker through the, you know, through PC emulation, but that's why I just didn't, I figured they'd be able to do it because if, you know, some guy can make it online, I'm sure Nintendo can do it, you know, so I figured it had to be something deeper than that. It had to be maybe, so it makes sense that maybe it's a copyright thing or some sort of reason that they can't use it again. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess like, uh, Super Mario, Super Mario RPG used a similar chip, but it was a, but it wasn't the actual FX chip; it had a different name.
1: Right, just to uh, store all the graphics data and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I think we talked about that in the Mario RPG one. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually going. I'm going to a uh, classic gaming thing this weekend in Milwaukee, and Retronauts will be there, so I get to meet them, which will be pretty cool. Maybe I can get them to mention the show or something. They, they probably won't. But
1: pretty jealous, man. So how did you? Uh come across this is it a free exhibition or do you have to pay for it
0: it's like it's like 40 bucks it's like 40 bucks to get in but there's it's basically like a comic-con for video games like there's like panels and and uh and like artist alley and booths and stuff like that that you can walk around and there's like games there's like arcade and pitball machines that are like free play and all that so it's it's totally worth it but I heard about it like on the Pokemon episode that they did. There was a little advertisement for it saying that they were recording a live episode in Milwaukee on Saturday. And I was like, oh shit, I should go. So That's so cool, you yeah, to really get in. <laughs> yeah, I mean like the, what was it, Friday was sold out, but everything else was open. So it was fine, I didn't want to go on Friday. But yeah, if anybody listens to this or if I get it out before, uh, before that, you know, come say hello. I'll be walking around doing something, you know. That's why it's called Milwaukee. Yeah, <laughs> Milwaukee around. So, yeah, I'm jealous. Uh, I
1: wish I could go. Uh, you're a little closer to Milwaukee than I am. Uh, what is it about two hours from you?
0: It's like an hour and a half. It's not bad. It's like ninety miles, so it's not that bad at all.
1: Yeah. So you're looking at I'm about two and a half hours from you. So it's about a four hour drive. From me. Yeah, I definitely want to hear how that experience goes for you.
0: Sure. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk about it on the next week thing. So I'm not sure. But yeah, the FX chip was used for it. Was used for some of the polygon stuff that was in there too, like the drawbridges, right? That dropped, and uh, and uh, I think there was some. I know, like the pause menu had like polygon letters on it. Like when you hit when you hit pause, the letters kind of danced. Oh, I remember that.
1: I think that the uh, whatever was happening when Kamek would make the boss characters grow, that was heavily dependent on the Super FX two chip. Like they'd kind of shimmer, this weird like color there's the rainbowy color oh sure they like stretch and do all this crazy rotation and stuff
0: yeah that was probably, yeah with like the sprite the sprite rotation and yeah that probably had something to do with it too and then that doesn't that doesn't seem to look quite right either like all the new the times that they've done it in newer games i don't think you know because like in the original one it had like the where the paint would come down and it kind of had like the solid color that went over them it doesn't like even in like Yoshi's New Island or like uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. It doesn't quite look like that still. Like I felt like it never really got like n- never really got back to that same effect. And I don't even I don't even think like the Game Boy one looks quite the same either, which is a shame because no, I really, I really like that effect.
1: The Game Boy Advance version is quite playable. I mean, you get mostly the same experience in some ways, maybe a little better. I think they might have added some extra levels.
0: Yeah, they I think they added like another like an extra level per level set. So like you can yes. l- unlock so more, like six when you, or seven
1: extra levels.
0: One thing uh yeah, one thing I want to mention before I, before I forget about it. Uh this is like this is like pretty much the first like um the first Nintendo game that had like collectibles in it like for this type of, you know, for like the 2D the 2D uh platformer kind of started this whole like collection thing, which basically, you know, everything took from after that like Super Mario RPG, like kind of bar pretty much borrowed from like Yoshi's Island. And even like new Super Mario brothers did with like the, uh, you know, with Red the, coins. with the, well, no, with the big, the big coins, the big, uh, gold coins, like with three per yeah. level and all that. And that unlocks like secret levels. So that kind of like revolutionized all that, I guess. Well, no, I mean, Super Mario world had it to a point, but it didn't have like the, you know, percentage, like how Yoshi's no, Island was like a hundred percent. And you, I mean, you got star world, but it wasn't like it was just based on what keys you found. It wasn't really like about like
1: collecting specific things. I don't think it tracked that you had cap, or that you had collected all five Yoshi coins per level. You know, you would see it in the level, but I don't think it stored that information.
0: Yeah, no, it did. I I think it did later in the Game Boy Advance in the remake. Ones, <laughs> but in the original ones, no. Yeah, that was just an, another way to get an extra life. With the, with the yep. five of those. So, I mean, Yoshi kind of, I think, started basically started all that. And, and in the interviews, they said that they did that because they wanted the game to be, like, memorable and people to return to it. And they were afraid of people, like, reselling the game. You know, like, uh, Tezuka said, like, had a quote where he said, like, you know, he was encouraging everybody to explore every part of the game and not give up early because there's a lot of stuff in there. And not return to the game, he said also. <laughs>
1: there is, man. And I remember... Being, this is one of the first games I ever played. Maybe, no, not the only one, but this is one of the first games I ever played where I found, like, a secret that blew my mind without, like, using anything. Like, I found it on my own. And it was how I found the secret about uh, inserting, inputting the code on the level select screen, and it would open up uh, all the mini games and it even had, like, two-player games in it. But you could only get it by in- entering this code. And the way you found the code was uh it was in one of the fortresses. There was like a, a, a chain chomp. And the only way you could kill him was with, by using one of your items. So I used like the P switch or something that turned him into a, a cloud. And then this door appeared and I went in the door. And that's where I found the code that told me, you know, what to enter. It was like hold select. And then I can't even remember what the uh, button select is. But that's how you open the super secret mini games.
0: Oh wow, yeah. I don't think I don't think I ever found that. I don't think I. I remember that. I remember the first time I went through it. I played through most of the whole game without even knowing that there were items that you could use. Like I remember that it took me a while to get to that to figure out that you could, you know, that you had like those stuff that you won like in the mini games actually meant stuff. I thought it was like extra lives and all that. Like the very first time I played through it.
1: Yeah, that was that blew our minds. It wasn't the first time we had played through it. I believe we had bought the game ourselves a year or two later, and we're playing through it again when we found that. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to find the information about it. It was really cool, and uh, it didn't really take a whole lot to find it. But you know, we were just like, "How do we kill this guy? We got to kill this this guy here."
0: Oh, that's really cool, though. Yeah, I mean, I I think I, I mean I'm pretty I'm sure that I played some of the two player games with you. I'm sure I'm sure uh, that that were unlocked. But yeah, I don't I don't think I found the um, or you probably told me about it, but I don't think I found it on my own. Like the the code that was hidden in it, which is really cool that they did that. I uh, I read I read uh, in an interview with Shiger Miyamoto that I guess um, he originally wanted Mario to uh, grow up when he got those uh, stars, you know, when he became Super Baby Mario. He wanted him to, like, grow up and have a mustache and all that, which that would have been uh, pretty hilarious if they would have gotten, gotten into that.
1: What would have even, like, yeah, he would have just been adult Mario running around. That would have been so weird in that universe, that cutesy universe.
0: Well he wanted to he wanted to have some sort of Mario in there just because Mario was a guaranteed seller at the time, you know. And they were and it was kind of them taking a chance on Yoshi because Yoshi had never really had his uh he had never really started in a game before that, you know, so they're like, Oh well, you know, well we should have some Mario parts and he's like, Well why do, why don't we have it to where like he like becomes the Mario from the regular game? And they're like, Oh well, I don't know, that'd be too weird. And uh so he ended up being the giant bear Mario. But uh, apparently Miyamoto still swears that, that was a better idea was him Becoming an adult Mario, so maybe we'll get a special special edition someday where he does that, but probably not.
1: When you're on the level select screen, you hold down select, then you go, then you type XXYBA. Yeah, there's a chain chomp, and you can't beat the chain chomps anyway. Besides, with an item in your inventory that you've won from another mini game.
0: Yeah, that that must have been later. I don't know because when how early did I don't know how early the chain chomps show up in that game.
1: There's the giant ones that fall. From the sky.
0: Oh well, yeah. There's the ones that eat the level, which that was really cool too. Like with the with the broken, with the t- cracked tooth and the tear. Like when you get when it yeah, gets to the, the end. Ones. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there's the ones that fall and like go straight down, and then there's the one that chases you that cracks his tooth. Yeah, they had some really. They had some. So, go ahead. I was just gonna say they had some really interesting bosses in the game. I actually wrote down all of their names, like just because I thought they were funny. You know, like Bert the Bert the Bashful and. Salvo the Slime, he was, like, the first one. I I think I remember when you got... Wasn't it when you got the one on Game Boy? Like, like one of us died, like, against Salvo the Slime, and, like, the game froze, and we said that that was probably because nobody's ever done that before. Yeah. uh, It started playing some sort of weird techno thing. Yeah, like, glitched out and started playing some song, and we thought that that was because... I think it was me that maybe died, like, playing Salvo the Slime, because it's, like, the easiest guy ever, because you just... Basically, just pull the pull the bullets off of him and shoot him back at him. You know, He pull the different slime people, so it's like almost impossible to beat him to get beaten by him. But I got beaten at one time, and the game froze up and started playing this crazy techno mix. But there were some, yeah, interesting- I
1: think that was just the, it was glitching out um, something hardware wise. Because I've had that happen since then with my copy of it. I think it's just like the game, something like in the connection between the game and the system gets fucked up.
0: Did it? And I that mean,
1: glitch happens.
0: it doesn't. It doesn't happen on like the. Um, it doesn't happen on like the Wii U version though, right? Like on the digital version.
1: No, I've played through that a few times.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't and expect it, it to glitch out. It must be a because I, I think one time we like pulled the game out also without turning it off, and it did the same thing, where it went into the same like crazy techno song. You know, well, it's like a glitch song, but it kind of sounds like a techno club beat thing. So maybe it's just a cartridge based thing and they figured it out when they got to the ROM. But they, but there were some really cool ideas in there. Like uh like I remember like thinking it was really neat, like the whole like finding keys and, and potted plants and like baking breaking the pots. I guess they kinda of brought that over from like Zelda, but that was still pretty cool. Like pushing it over and breaking it and then having the key to open up the little the little uh the locked like straw houses.
1: Yeah, that was even a little bit like Super Mario Brothers two where you had to get the key.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, where you had to go into the pots. I just thought it was cool that you like and, uh, push you pushed it and then it came down, and then it would break and then like you know you find it in there and there was even like a well, boss then, like that
1: yeah that's what I was about to say.
0: it had the ghost the ghost in the pot that you pushed and there was like that, that there was that boss that a Star Fox adventure borrowed from the Prince Froggy in name and in and in boss because uh, the one where you got eaten and you have to fight the inside of his mouth do you remember that there was there was a Star Fox boss like that also in Star Fox adventures in the rare game in the last
1: rare game for Nintendo. Right, where you had to fight, basically you had to throw something at his uvula.
0: Yeah, but it was like basically a recreation of the Yoshi one, sort of, of a uh, Prince Froggy. But that was cool. I mean, it was like they had a had so much different stuff happening, like with the bosses. That you know there were surprises. Like I remember being, like when Yoshi was was shrunk instead of him being enlarged. I thought that was really cool. You know, I was I was kind of I was like, oh wow, you know, they changed it up and like stuff like Raphael the Raven like where you were on the planet and you had to like hit the one thing that came out on the other side. I mean that's like early like Super Mario Galaxy stuff there. And this was EAD, so I mean I'm sure they thought about that later when they got to that.
1: Yeah, that that part can make some people really dizzy.
0: <laughs> oh, sure. Like
1: if, if you're watching someone else play it especially, but uh, when you're playing it yourself. It's not disorienting.
0: I think Raphael the Raven ended up being like a playable guy in Tetris Attack also
1: yeah he was he was he was my favorite one to play it Actually.
0: wasn't it wasn't Bumpty and freeze good <laughs> no nope. they just had they were just my favorite uh this the names on there were so funny it was like Bumpty and Freeze good and Claw daddy was one of them and I think yeah Pucci was on there too. I liked his his level music was like my favorite of all of them but uh yeah, yeah. they all had they all had really weird like noises that they made but Bumpty and freeze good i mean there's, there's some great names there <laughs>
1: Bumpty and freeze good.
0: But yeah, they had some, I mean, they just had some really interesting, uh, really interesting characters there. Like Hook Bill, he looked cool. The Koopa, the big one that you had to flip over and hit him in the stomach. And I remember like the, there was a lot of levels with monkeys also and they're like the, the watermelons that you could eat and spit the seeds and the, and like the, like the ice fruits and the, and the fire fruits for different power-ups. It was just, uh, it had a lot of creativity to it. I mean, is there any, is there any thoughts that you have on the, uh, levels and bosses? I mean, there are a lot of memorable levels on here. Like other than uh, touch fuzzy get dizzy, which was like Yoshi's. Uh, was it pretty much like the first and only uh, time that Nintendo got into drug levels, right? With the uh, tripping out and all that.
1: Yeah, the, the closest thing I can think of after that was uh, in Conker's Bad Fur Day when you got drunk.
0: Oh and sure, stumble, right? but that but that which
1: was felt a, kind of similar.
0: Yeah, but that, I mean, but that was a rare game. That wasn't like directly from Nintendo, and ba- and Conker's Bad Fur Day. I wanted to mention on the Donkey Kong episode, but I forgot about it. Like that was basically like Rare's like you know, spiral into insanity. Like I think that was what happened due to like Donkey Kong. Like after Donkey Kong, they just wanted to you know make some sort of crazy weird game. You know that wasn't you know I don't know. I always felt it seemed like they kind of went crazy. Like after you know after that, I
1: think it was. I think it was kind of like Rare's Snakes on a Plane. If you remember Snakes on a Plane, like sure there was a script for it, and then people saw it online and they're like no it should actually be like this and like a bunch of people were commenting on it and like whoever wrote the script it was like fine we're just going to give the people what they want and it's kind of like how i feel about conquer's bad for a day like it was supposed to be a cutesy conquer game like a conquer platform game and then they're like "Eh, fuck it let's just (laughs) let's just start it all over again and make it like full of dick art jokes
0: or as they say there's not
1: a lot of dick jokes but they're like there's some genital jokes for sure.
0: I was gonna say or gonna say say feck it.
1: <laughs> yeah, feck.
0: Eh, feck it. Yeah, there I mean there's some like there's some kinda there's there's some stuff that could be considered dick jokes in there. But uh yeah, it's uh I always felt that they maybe they just got tired of making cutesy games and they're like, Oh, we're just gonna do we're just gonna do something more interesting. Because yeah, Cocker was supposed originally supposed to be about him like receive, like retrieving a cake or something like that. Like some, you know, <laughs> weird like mario kind of knockoff type thing and i'm glad they went the other way i mean as i mean i like that game you know i ended up thought it ended up being but it but it seemed like they had kind of gone nuts and were like oh we're just gonna make this weird like movie parody you know sexual drunk squirrel game (laughs) you know
1: who better to be like that than a squirrel i mean really you know you think squirrels are like simultaneously cute and disgusting in real life so yeah why not why not to well, get the same in
0: this game? Well, I mean, Conker was already an established character in Diddy uh, Kong Racing, so... And he also had had a Game Boy Color game before that, so... Pocket Tales. Yeah. And, that, and I think that one involved a, a birthday cake and a birthday celebration also. Or, like, he was trying to get gifts or something like that. I don't know. I never played it because it didn't... It was... It, did not, it wasn't reviewed very well, <laughs> so, I, so I didn't really get into it, but... I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm sure it's got its own charm to it, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a Game Boy Color game, so it's worth checking out because a lot of those games are pretty good. But yeah, Conquer's bad for a day with something else. I, yeah. I really would like to get a hold of that game again someday.
0: Yeah, it's like rare now, right? Or well, it well is. aside from the from the company. <laughs> well, I remember. I think uh, I think I bought that with you. Like I, I remember buying it at Toys R Us for nine dollars, like towards the end of uh, you know towards the end of '64. I thought I was with you. But uh, yeah, yeah, a lot I, of those I games found, are super found it, cheap. found it on clearance but, for nine for nine bucks in the well in the nineties. You know when the sixty four was on its way out. But yeah, it was. I think I bought it Dark
1: for like something similar, like eight or eight or nine bucks. You know, on a cartridge, and this would have been like two
0: thousand one or two thousand two. Did you? Uh, I, well, we t- we talked about Yoshi's story before, like how you played it a little bit and didn't do it. Have you played much of the um, sequels of Yoshi? Of Yoshi's Island at all? Not to get off this. I mean, not to get off the subject yet, but just...
1: I played through Yoshi's Island DS.
0: What were your thoughts I, on that? I, I played some of it, but I haven't played all of it. I think I got up to where, like, you find Donkey Kong. The baby Donkey Kong.
1: Yeah, it wasn't very memorable. That's a thing. Like, I don't even remember if I beat it or not. But I did buy it. And, uh, you know, because it was a sequel to Yoshi's Island. And uh, I just remember not being very impressed with it. Like, it felt... Really generic. It didn't have that charm that the original Yoshi's Island did. You know, I mean, Yoshi's Island's just—it's a beautiful. Like I've said before, it's, it's just a beautiful game, and like the style, the style of it is something like the music and the sound effects and the the art, the way you, you know things are still really pixelated looking, but that's okay. You you just didn't get that again on it the better hardware of the DS.
0: Oh sure, because because uh, the uh, Yoshi's on the DS like tried to mimic the same like art style of that. At least it like was still kind of hand drawn. But like Yoshi's New Island was like a completely different step, which was weird. You know, where they, I was upset that they went away from the hand drawn. But I thought like the Yoshi's Island DS look like, looked similar enough, you know, to the original one. I didn't feel like it looked that too much different.
1: Bottom line is it wasn't as fun. Maybe that was the curse of it being a direct sequel because they didn't add much new to it other than I think they use the two screens for a few mechanics
0: but I mean yeah it was a uh, yeah it was one of those things like I, I didn't even know I didn't even know, know that it came out until like a couple years after like it like super went under the radar I feel like maybe because it wasn't really reviewed that well or I don't know or there was other stuff out but yeah I don't remember hearing about Yoshi's Island DS until like two or three years after it came out like till it was already like hard to find but uh yeah I was able to get it on the virtual console at least
1: yeah I bought it I think I bought it right when it came out on the DS. Was really excited about it and everything, and that was when like the the line was drawn because I had played Yoshi's Story, and I just kind of decided that that was just kind of a kid's game, and I didn't really hold it against Nintendo. The DS one was kind of like a nail in the coffin. Like, okay, well, there's never going to be a game like Yoshi's Island on any uh, on the SNES ever again, and there really hasn't been. I mean, they've had some charming games, but. I don't know, nothing's felt like that. And and something about it being new and being the only thing like it at the time, I'm sure, was part of that appeal. But now unfair. I just like any time I play one of those games I just want to go back to the Super Nintendo one.
0: I don't know. From from what I read uh from, from Tezuka, he's, like the main one of the main directors of the of the game. He uh he said that ori- that Yoshi was originally meant to um was originally meant to be an easier game than Mario. So like people who say that the newer yoshi's are too easy and all that that's kind of what they're trying to do in the original one they've just become easier now but they said that that was that game was originally aimed at like younger at younger people so that's why they made the levels a little bit easier but like collecting everything was harder it was like the idea of it, it was like the original original plan for that so it's kind of always been been there but yeah the first one was the most unique I don't know. I would I would totally defend like uh, Yoshi's Woolly World cuz I think that's been like the best sequel since the first one. Just cuz it has a unique art style well and plays and as well and plays
1: really well. Yeah, and we, we didn't talk much about it, but uh you know, the mechanics that were introduced in Yoshi's Island versus Super Mario World like I guess in a lot of ways did make the game easier. When you yeah, jumped what- over a pit, you could hold the button down and you would flutter your legs.
0: Oh yeah, the flutter and, made it Made a lot more manageable on the jumps.
1: Yeah, and you could also, like, use the flutter to... You would learn the timing of it to, like, get onto tricky platforms and stuff. Like, it still involved a skill because it was just something else, you, were, another tool you were using, but it did also save your ass if you were like, oh, shit, I should have jumped over here, and you could kind of, like, turn around and get back onto the land instead of falling down the pit. Sure. Which wasn't course. something you could do without ditching your Yoshi and... Uh, Super Mario
0: World. From what I read, uh, Miyamoto also wanted to. He he was planning on making it like to where like when you got hit, you didn't actually get killed. Like that was kind of where the stuff with the bubble and the and the, you know, and the screaming baby and all that came from. Like he wanted it to be more like where you had you had like kind of more hit points than Mario did. You know where you can kind of get hit. You know indefinitely as long as you get the baby back. Like that was part of also like making it easier.
1: So, Unless it's easy. thorns.
0: Unless thorns, yeah, which which are which are a bitch, but uh,
1: they're like the same thing that uh, kills Mega Man, kills Yoshi. Yes,
0: yeah. well, spikes are you know spikes kill us all. That's in the video game world; they're bad things to step on. But yeah, that was another another reason that they were trying to make it trying to make it a little bit a little bit easier. And as and as far as like, I mean, I've played through like Yoshi's Yoshi's Island, and I don't think there's anything as tough as like Tubular or like some of the. I don't think it's as tough as Super Mario World. You know, there's no like tubular not, level type of level. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some stuff that's fairly difficult, but I don't think it's like as hard as any of the regular Mario games have been. Maybe I, I mean, would say the I
1: uh, yeah, I would say the uh, they introduced so that level. I think it's in the second world. Maybe it's even in the first world, the one where the giant thwomps are crashing through the ground. It's called Out Below.
0: I think that's in the first set in the first level set.
1: That was like a, a really quick ramp up in difficulty, in my opinion. I remember oh, sure. as a kid struggling with that level a lot, being like, "Holy crap, this is really hard."
0: Oh well, they can take you out. Like if you jump under it, it can just swoop you down, and then you're done. Yeah. Like I had the same problem with that. I'm not saying that there isn't like anything that's hard in there. I'm just saying I think it. You, I can tell. I can see what they mean. Like how it's how it's set for like an yeah, you know, like you know, an easier. It's like a more easier type of side scroller. Compared to, like, Super Mario World or, like, any of the NES Marios, I think it's, you know, much easier. But, yeah, there are particular levels like that where, like, the, the Womps can... Or Womps or whatever, whatever they are. Can, can, uh, can take you Chomps. out. Chomps, yeah.
1: But you're right. It is Ultimately, it is an easier game. The bonus levels are pretty tough, but it goes back to what you were saying, that the game is easier, but the, to get everything is harder. That's where the that's where the challenge is for the more hardcore players is getting everything.
0: Well, sure. I mean, that's like I said, but that's kind of like the first time they really pushed that. And I also like in the same interview with Miyamoto, he was saying that he wasn't really into that idea of the whole collecting a hundred stuff and having scores and all that. And, uh, I guess he was kind of pushed on it cause that was more, uh, that's more Tezuka's idea, which he was like one of the Tezuka's like one of the major main dudes who did like Super Mario galaxy and all sorts of different Nintendo stuff. But um, yeah, it kind of started all that, which which sort of became like like I said, kind of became like a standard after that. the Super Mario 64 definitely, you know, I feel like had an influence from uh, Yoshi's Island because it did the same thing where you had to play, you know, levels pretty much like yeah, every level like six or seven times, you know, until you got everything.
1: And they had red coins.
0: And there were red coins, yes. Well, were there red there were red coins in Mario World, right? Weren't there or no? No, Definitely. there were no red
1: coins. So no, uh, the red coins
0: started there and but then red coins were in New Super Mario Bros after that.
1: Yeah, red coins were in everything after Yoshi's Island pretty
0: much. Which is weird like yeah, Yoshi's Island was kind of like the nail in the coffin for like the 2D Mario games for a while. Right? I mean, it took like what, 12 years pretty much to before New Super Mario Bros mm-hmm. or was uh I don't think Super Mario Super Mario Land 2 wasn't post uh no, that wasn't post uh, Yoshi's Island. I don't think because no. that was like yeah. probably the last like Mario side scroller, right? Pretty much like before yeah. like new super Mario brothers and all that came around, they like pretty much ditched it for like 3d Mario. And it was, I know it was I, I'm pretty sure it was 12 years between like whatever the last one was and the, um, and the new super Mario brothers. So it was just kind of like, it was kind of the end of that, you know, which is weird, you know, which I guess they knew while they were developing it. That's why they, Put so much time into making it so beautiful because they knew they were going to move on to a different, to a different dimension, you know, with the Super Mario 64 and all that. There was, a, I don't know if you read it, but there was a, there was like a booklet released, or somebody found this booklet from like the early 90s that Nintendo sent out, like, uh, telling people how to, um, how they, how they need to handle their, uh, characters. And that was where, um, I don't know if we mentioned, but, uh, where Yoshi's full name came from. The T. Yoshishar, uh, Munchakupas.
1: Yoshi's original name.
0: Yeah. And I guess the story of that was that he was trapped in an egg by Bowser and that Mario freed him. So this one, which we haven't even gotten to the story of Yoshi's Island, but, um, this one being a prequel, how did he get out of the egg before Mario was born? That is the question that we, that we may never know. Right.
1: Well, which came first, Yoshi or Yoshi's egg?
0: Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently Bowser trapped him in that egg and that's not his egg. I don't know. That's, that's what it said for that one, uh, 92 thing. But, um, yeah, this is this also like the first, like, I don't know, I felt like it had kind of more, had like more of a story, like much more of a story than Super Mario World did or any of the other Marios before that. It had that cool opening part, which I thought the, the, the coolest thing ever was when the, um, was it was the way it sounded like a music box, the way the music box runs out and has to re, re uh, rewind it in the opening of the game, I thought it was amazing when I first saw it. That's like so clever.
1: Yeah, this game is stylistic as fuck. It was like, existing in a time where pretty much anything that came out was made into a Super Nintendo game, you know, and uh, sure. so, like, lot, lots and lots of shovelware, you know, you got a, a game. game on Super Nintendo. Yeah, you got like 20 shitty games. Yeah, Yoshi just Yoshi's Island, like being the sequel to Super Mario World, you would have thought like all the other Mario games they could have just uh, added more power-ups, more levels, you know, maybe some new mechanics or whatever, but they just kind of scrapped everything and like took this character and made a side story, but also made it to where it was sort of a prequel to Mario because if Yoshi hadn't saved Mario, he would uh, never have been able to save the Mushroom Kingdom later on in oh, yeah. Super Mario. So that was a lot. That was that was pretty ambitious of Nintendo at the time, back in '95. You know, 22 years ago or 21 years ago, and uh, it worked. I mean, it stood the test of time and spawned a lot of. Sequels and spin-offs and uh, to really think that this was supposed to be a direct sequel to Super Mario world that's crazy, Nintendo really took a gamble with it,
0: yeah, but they but I feel like they kind of did I mean they're always you know they they try to be fairly thorough like whenever they have with an idea or something they're like they want we want to make Yoshi the main character here, but the idea of this game is that Yoshi is saving Mario, so it's like you know it's like you like Mario and this is this is like a like you're saying it's like an integral part story to, to like his to to the what made him what he is now. So it's like basically like they made a prequel of it. And I feel like they designed it well like to still make it interesting to the people who liked Mario, even though it was not a Mario game. You know, I just felt like that's it was it's really creative the way they the way they put the story together in
1: that way, you know. And Luigi was even important in this game because the whole point of the game was to reunite Mario with Luigi and Luigi was captured by Bowser.
0: Yeah, the the princess was not even was not even a part of it in this one, nope. and it, well, and also it was uh, just the Yoshi's to return them to the stork and re- return them to their parents and all that.
1: But how cool was it when you you got to Bowser, and he was just a baby? I remember yeah. that blew my mind as a kid. He, like, well, I mean, I was I, like, I guess I was like thirteen or whatever when. I,
0: well, he says, like I want to I want to ride the donkey, right? Like he calls him a donkey. I think the uh, Yoshi the, when you get to queen,
1: him, green donkey.
0: Yeah, queen donkey. Well, but then the part—I mean, you you do the 2D part, but then the like 3D part when he gets huge, well, I thought was amazing. I mean, that blew me away seeing that, like him him like come up on the horizon and all that.
1: Yeah, they basically—that's the, the only time in the game where you're in a essentially a third-person view. What would you call that? Is it called third-person? Kind of like Resident Evil Four. Yeah, it's sort like of the a, view you have with. It's basically you like
0: end. a third-person 2D because you're shooting forward you know so yeah kind of is. it's like a flat like flat third person right because you're not yeah. you know it's yes yeah, it's, just, so he's it's an inter- interesting in idea the same
1: way but he's facing the background which he doesn't do at any other point in the game and uh... yeah i thought
0: that was really cool i always liked uh, i mean i like stuff like that where you could like fire into the into the background which you know i guess many games could you know you could say was inspired by that as well you know especially like the new donkey kong countries you know with the With the background and foreground stuff, or even like, uh, or even like you know, the uh, the Wario game on Virtual Boy, or like Mario Clash and stuff like that, could be you know could could be from uh, old Yoshi ideas, uh, Yoshi's Island ideas.
1: Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, I I imagine Wario. That game couldn't have come out much later than uh, Wario on the 3DS or not 3DS on the Virtual Boy because that was released in '95, wasn't it?
0: Oh yeah, I don't know. I um I, I was listening to a podcast with uh, the guys from Renegade Kid, and apparently they um, they like colorized uh, the uh, Virtual Boy games as like a demo and sent it to Nintendo and offered and told them that they would like colorize them so they could release them digitally and Nintendo like never responded to them on it. They just kind of didn't even want didn't even want to talk about Virtual boy but I thought that was like super uh, super interesting you know that they tried to that specific game. For sure, it was like mostly for the Wario game, but they did like Mario Clash as well. You know, like you know, they're like, oh, we'll you know, we'll make these look, we'll put color in them and do this for you if you want to release them. And
1: Nintendo's like, nope, we do, we don't talk about Virtual Boy. But yeah, it could have been. I uh, would, uh, I wouldn't put it past Nintendo to eventually release a reboot of that game in some way.
0: I, I I don't understand why they don't. I mean, I would lo- I would love for them to do it, but uh, I mean, I guess they. I mean, they they reference it in like videos and stuff. Like you know, you see Reggie playing it, or you see in different like you know, see it in the background of games. But they don't really, yeah, they've never really r- shown. they like you know, there was one there was one April Fool's article that I saw one year, and I think I I think you probably saw it too. But the um, the Virtual Boy Advance is going to be the Game Boy the Game Boy Advance that only played games in red. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I think that was like a Pac-Man verse year because I actually believed it. I thought it was real because <laughs> Nintendo had been doing some weird stuff that year. That I was like, yeah, you never know. They might come out with a Game Boy that's only in red. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. They've had they've
1: had a rough year. I thought there was one of the WarioWare games that had Virtual Boy games in it.
0: Uh, I don't know, and but yeah, you're right. It was uh, the Virtual Boy came out in '95 in December of '95, so it was pretty close to. Uh, yeah it was um yeah it was like two months after uh Yoshi's Island, so that's where they went from there. It's just so crazy that like just such a beautiful game like Yoshi's Island, and then not that the virtual boy games weren't beautiful, but yeah, just such a you know completely <laughs> going like straight in a different direction there, from like uh Yoshi's Island to <laughs> virtual boy games right they were
1: not beautiful compared to Yoshi's Island, for sure, they were quite ugly compared well to game. yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying they're... I'm just saying they're not completely awful looking. But yeah, compared to Yoshi's Island, it has, like, vibrant colors, and then you have, like, shades of red, you know, with the uh, for the other direction, so...
1: Hey, don't forget yeah. about the shades of black.
0: Well, yeah, red, red and black, <laughs> pretty much. But that Wario game was cool. I mean, that was probably the best game on the system.
1: Yep, without a doubt, the best game I've played on the system. Probably, yeah, leagues beyond any other game, like... Some of the other games are kind of fun, but they just don't. I don't that game actually has a uh, you can beat it. I don't know. It's got more of like a you can save and work your way through it. I don't think you can do that with any other Virtual Boy game.
0: Well, I think it's you, I know, think where, it's, you
1: can, where you can save and stop playing and come back to it and keep working through it.
0: Oh, sure. I think well, it's very. I think it's very much like the DS launch where like most of the games were demos. You know, like Yoshi Touch and Go. You know, which is a spinoff of of Yoshi's Island. Which is just, which is not, has like no beginning and no beginning, middle, or end. You know, it's just a demo. But that, yeah, that's basically where it was for that. Was the, uh, was yeah, where they didn't get to the point where they were like full games. They're still just demos.
1: So that was one of the few games that felt like a full game. It had bosses. It had a progression of levels. They got harder the further you got into the game. You were introduced to new power-ups. You know, up to a certain point. That's why that game's great.
0: But I guess it owes its stuff to Yoshi's Island. Right. The, Some elements that, uh, that, for that final boss battle. I'm sure a lot of people have said things about Yoshi's Island, but uh, what is uh, you know it's it's good. it's a great game. I'm sure there's something we're missing. You know, I remember the ending with the parents having their hands like wide open when they when they found the babies. I think you I think you pointed that out to me because I think the I, first time I beat it was with you, but I remember that like where you it's just so it's like the silhouettes of their hands and legs and they're just their fingers fingers are like wide.
1: Yeah, their fingers are
0: all like, yeah. what's going on with these fingers? Yeah. Well, in the um, the story of uh, Yoshi's New Island, it, it basically takes off at that point, and you find out that uh, those, those actually aren't really their parents. And you have to take them to different parents. That's basically the way it begins. So like, it has that part with them in their hands, and they're doing that because they're like, these aren't our kids. So, <laughs> so they have to go to a different thing, and that's where the adventure starts, which I thought was kind of funny. They reference. They reference that.
1: Yeah, we covered Baby Bowser. Baby Bowser was one of my favorite parts of the game because he seemed completely oblivious. He was just. He was being just a brat by Magic Koopa, Yeah, he was just a brat. Majikupa was wanted... like, "Yes, I gotta give him what he wants."
0: Yeah, Kamek's pretty much the villain of that, I guess, because he's the well, he's the one who uh, attacked the stork or ran into the stork. And well, it's, it's because
1: like... Kamek knows that. Uh, eventually they're going to overthrow Bowser so he's trying to like prevent that from happening i don't know how he knows that but
0: oh <laughs> oh he knows that they're going to overthrow Bowser and, uh... so even
1: even Bowser doesn't really understand that cuz he's just a baby well maybe you know, Kamek
0: is a uh... donkey uh... yeah maybe Kamek can like see into the future somehow or maybe he's time traveled from the from Super Mario world after he saw the destruction of Bowser in Super Mario world he went back in time to try to take him out terminator style it could be they could they could have been going for a Terminator game, type story I think, I think, that, I think yeah. that gives you a different take on it Like next time you play it Just think about the Kamek went back in time To take the, take the kids out before they kill Bowser Before they take Bowser out later Maybe it'll feel like a whole different game Like with the Terminator spin on it
1: Yeah and he's really like When he talks to Yoshi throughout the game He's just like Yoshi baby you really gotta stop Messing with me here Like He's not totally angry at Yoshi He's just kind of like come on, man, I, I'm trying to do something here.
0: You're kind of getting in my way.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Then he tries to kill him. Yeah, he, t- he totally talks to him in every level, and it's just like, what's up, man? Why aren't you, like, laying off by now?
0: Oh, yeah, when he's like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> when when okay. sees sees it. Well, then the, like, screen thing comes up, but, yeah. Yeah, he's like, come on, dude. I gotta make this bashful dude big, you know, so you gotta knock his pants off. Like, this, just all of those bosses were, like, so creative. Like, uh, yeah, Bert the Bashful, where he just has the, like, pants up, like, next to his eyes, and you just knock his pants off until he gets embarrassed. It's just, like, super, you know, super cute Nintendo-style stuff, you know, which it's just, yeah, you don't really see much like that. I mean, well, they still have cute stuff, but I don't know. The bosses like,
1: are cool. I remember the, uh, when you fight the giant Koopa. What's his name? Hook-nose Hook Nose Koopa? Bill.
0: Hook Bill the Koopa. Bill. Well, you, you, gotta, you gotta flip him, right?
1: Yeah, you, like, so you go through this whole, like, you get to the red door, at the end of the dungeon. And then you, like, jump through this totally unnecessary, like, series of paths. But the reason why they're there is just because you're kind of, like, it's, like, building up anticipation to getting the boss, and, like, a a mist kind of starts to develop. And, uh, you know, using those graphics, they, like, have, like, it gets hazy, and you can't even see anymore because it's, like, so hazy. But then you come out of the haze, and then all of a sudden you're on this place where you're fighting the boss. So, like, kind of, like, builds up this villainous, like, you're working your way towards... The boss's lair oh sure but i really liked that that was something that really stood out for me that that boss in particular because he was scary looking compared to the Koop- the koopas in the game you know they made him look all like gangly and spiky and
0: he kind of reminded me of like some of the uh like some of the puppets from dark crystals do you remember them like the guys with like the crazy noses and all that they were like sort of Skeksis. the turtle dudes yeah skexies he's kind of like he's like kind of like that kind of Hook Bill the Skeksie. It reminds me of all the nightmares that I had from those from that night uh, Dark Crystal movie. <laughs> but I mean, kind of. I mean, you could see similarities, right? If they ever made a movie of Yoshi's Island, uh, Skeksy could play uh, Hook Hookbill Hook Bill the Koopa.
1: Yeah, Skeksy. He's looking for work. He's like always trying to get a job, but he's totally been typecast as like a, a gross villainous character.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just wants to play. He just wants to play a hero. He's supposed to be a hero one time. <laughs> There's the movie. There's your movie. You got a skixi the guy who just wants to be a hero and he's just always always cast his bad characters mostly mostly koopas and and other like you know gangly things
1: another boss i wanted to mention was the uh you you mentioned it earlier but i forgot to to uh say so when you're fighting the potted it's called the potted ghost
0: yeah potted ghost was cool yeah it's basically the pot with uh yeah it's just called potted ghost but I this like how one you, we have as to push. you're pushing the
1: bot yeah. he's like looking down at you. He's yeah. Like, oh <laughs> he's shit! Like, he's like, "What are you doing? This is not good." That he's pushing me, and he's like trying to get you away from him. Like he knows that what you're doing is bad. That was really cool in a 16-bit game to have the boss like having like you know a, a visual facial response to what you were doing.
0: Oh sure, yeah, they did that. where they like uh, reacted to you? You know, which is which is cool. But uh, yeah, and then yeah, any kind of tries to push you away, and then you got to keep pushing him to the end. And then I remember, like the it does like sort of an elastic effect, like the uh, like the 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 plant the the um the vase falls, and then it stretches, and then the ghost falls later. You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. like a cartoon, like a rubber band type of effect.
1: And that was always a very satisfying thing in a video game to kill a boss by knocking it down a pit. Uh, I think the first one of Mario was. Uh, bowser and mario 3
0: well uh what is uh, it uh tap tap the red nose you uh you yeah. uh, beat him the same way
1: well he goes in the lava but yeah
0: well he has we well, yeah, has to break the floor though to to get into lava but it's similar to mario 3
1: but that's very that's really satisfying because they kind of like pretty much this boss is invincible to you so what you have to do is like get him to fall into a pit or into the lava i like that
0: yeah, totally. I mean I like I always like that also where it's like some sort of you have to you have to figure out a way to beat it and it's not just by shooting it a lot. Like there's some sort of uh you know you have to actually you know, outsmart it, you know. And it's I Use the that. environment. They had um there was a there was a boss in Super Metroid like that also. The guy the guy that you had to push the guy that you had to push into the um you basically shoot him until he falls into lava. Well he goes on the floor that cracks and breaks and then he falls into the lava. But then you see like all of his skin melt off, and he attacks you a minute as a as a skeleton monster, which is pretty cool. I don't know if you remember that, but I do. Basically, kind of you know, sort of channeling that part in in, uh, in Gremlins when like the when the skull when the skeleton like jumps out of the water, but then just dies. You know, I'm sure there's some sort of influence of that in there.
1: Well, Miyamoto's been known to to reference other forms of art in his video games. Sure. But yeah, overall a fantastic game. and Who was
0: it was Crockomere def- was, was his name. <laughs> no, wonder oh, no, wonder, no, wonder, no wonder I didn't remember No matter No remember no wonder I didn't remember. It's just a ridiculous name, Crocomayer. <laughs> what were you saying about Miyamoto?
1: Oh no, I was just coming back to Yoshi's Island and just saying it's a fantastic game. Everyone should play it. It's the best in my opinion, it's the best solo Yoshi game. I don't think that I haven't played through Woolly World, so maybe that game exceeds Yoshi's Island. but oh, any other game I,
0: played. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's better than Yoshi's Island, but I think that it's, I think that it's very good. I think it's, you know, I think it's the best sequel that, that has come out. And I guess it doesn't have a whole lot of competition for that, but I mean, I think it looks visually interesting and it's, and it's actually made itself like different enough, you know, that it has like a very unique art style and it looks very, very good. And and it has, you know, some, some very neat ideas in it, you know, that are original, that aren't, you know, that aren't just stuff pulled from that game. So I'm just saying it's worth, it's worth a play, it's worth a playthrough. And there's no, uh, annoying, uh, crying baby Mario in this one. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, you just have a, you just have a heart system, you know, where you get it to hit so many times. I remember, uh, I remember that, uh, baby Mario winning, like, most annoying character one year for a Nintendo Power, uh, like of the year awards was like most annoying character of the year was a uh, baby Mario, Cry- crying baby Mario.
1: Oh, yeah, that was annoying, but it also like.
0: But it also like kind of rushed you to catch him, right? To silence him.
1: <laughs> well, know, and wait. there wasn't a there wasn't a time limit in that game, so it was the same as when you like hit the final hundred seconds, Mario, and it like dun 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 dun, then the music starts playing faster. You know that gives you that sense of urgency. I think that was their way of keeping that sense of urgency without putting a time limit on the total level.
0: Oh, sure. Well, and, and it's also, it also like adds another level of difficulty when you're trying to collect everything. Like that was the most annoying one where you like wanted to have all of the star guys at the end, like where you have all the seconds and you haven't gotten hit. That kind of adds to yeah. it, you know, because you want to try to get it quickly and then, you know, or are not going to hit at all. I mean, it was an interesting new mechanic to put in the game for sure.
1: And there are a couple of different enemies that uh, will ride Yoshi, so you can't get Mario. Like uh, the uh, the bandits will come, steal Mario, and then one of them will like jump on your back and start riding you. Sure.
0: No, this
1: is this isn't Mario on my back, but you might be duped if you're just running through the level and not realize oh, it yeah. for a second that that's not Mario on your back anymore. And then later on, of course, Bowser tries to ride you in the final battle. Sure. For the second to final battle.
0: Well, we didn't even mention, like, the baseball players that can, like, uh, return your eggs to you. Like, when you try to shoot them and they'll, like, catch it and throw it back at you or, like, hit it with the bat and, like, hit it back at you. Which is, like, more, oh, yeah, more interesting stuff. And there's, like, the rats that steal your eggs, too, like, in the, um, like, in the caves. Yeah. There's just, like, so much, so much, uh, interesting, cool, uh, cool, uh, creatures in this, in this game. You know, Poochie? Always, yeah, Poochie. Poochie the dog who helps you get from one thing to another. There's the- but We didn't um,
1: even talk about the morphing, like you turn into a helicopter and you turn into
0: a- Oh yeah, we didn't. Like that's, yeah, well, where you turn into a mole bigger. or a helicopter or whatever. That was really fun too. It's just, it's just so much stuff that it's hard to, it's hard to cover all of it, I guess. That's why we did a whole episode about one game. But yeah, no, those morphing things were super, super cool. And, uh, the, um, the chomp chomp balls, you know, that you push around, which be- which have become like more- the, which have more stuff to them now in the, uh, in the Woolly World one, because you can, uh, change them, you know, with the yarn you could change them from a ball or to an actual moving chomp chomp, which is like a really cool mechanic for that game. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But um yeah, super, super cool. Like I yeah, it's just uh like it's just it's just so much detail. I remember there's like parts where you run on the dirt and you can see like the dirt move or like where you're you you uh he walks his like the way he walks changes. Like he slows down like when he's in the mud and all that. Like like just like super, super super detailed stuff which you would expect from a Nintendo game. But uh, yeah, it's a, it can totally pass the time. It's a shame. It's really a shame that you can't get like the actual like original version of it in any you know on any sort of digital thing from Nintendo. You have to get the Game Boy one. Whenever I used to do those surveys, I would always put that down as like my complaint about Virtual Console. It would be like where's Yoshi's Island? Where's, where's Star Fox? And where's Earthbound? And Earthbound finally came out, but it's just too bad. Hopefully, you know, the, the NX or whatever, they'll figure out a way to, for people to play it who haven't played it. Cause as of right now, you got to try to buy it and it's, you know, it's not the easiest thing to get a hold of. I guess you could probably pick up a used one for maybe like 30 bucks, but you know,
1: maybe it's something they'll do to push the uh, pixel perfect uh, super Nintendo games on the new 3DS.
0: I would do that, yeah, if they released if they released Yoshi's Island or star fox on three d s like only totally yeah, more power to them. i mean the the discount that I get from already owning it wouldn't work anyway, and it was never out, so I don't own it, you know, and I've always wanted to play it on uh, on the three d s that was part of why I bought one because I thought I'd get the um the one that became only uh ambassador, you know I thought it would have been able- available for everyone, but it wasn't Nope. but yeah the we you though. Yeah. Well on Game Boy. Not on well, yeah. But uh you know, get yourself a Super Nintendo, get yourself a Yoshis Island if you can and play through it. It's totally worth it. It's a beautiful game. Lots of extras, like the lots of uh secret levels and whatnot. And uh, you know, find that code, do those two player stuff too, which is which is fun.
1: Because that's the only two player content in the game is what you get with the code. Yeah, that's another and cool not... like
0: cool added thing. Like there's a little bit of multiplayer in there, but you gotta find it. You know, it's it's hidden. This is not even told about.
1: And that was enough to blow my mind as a kid, because all of a sudden, my brother and I were taking turns at the game. We we're like, "What? We can play at the same time? It's crazy."
0: Yeah, and all all of a sudden, it had it you know had more like had more value, or it would last longer. You know, it had had like had more steam, right? Which yeah, it was cool. It just kept it going, and that's what they were. That's what they were trying to do was uh was make it you know make it overly playable. And I think they did.
1: Would you agree with me that this was kind of a this was sort of a next gen game or what we were to expect from next gen games like on the Super Nintendo. This was like this well this it was really well polished. It had all these new mechanics and it uh added like the collectible things for the completionist and stuff like
0: Oh, okay. I kind of feel
1: like I kind of feel like it was a sign of things to come and of course it was you know late in the cycle of the Super Nintendo, but
0: what was I like, really think. I think it was so ahead of its time that it was a sign of things to come that wouldn't come until like GameCube, right? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that was always what I wanted from, uh, from like 2D games is like them to be like hand drawn and, and beautiful like that. And you know, you didn't really see a whole lot of that until later. You know, until stuff like Beautiful Joe or like, uh, or like Muramasa or stuff like that, which was all GameCube stuff. Because like sixty four like that went straight into three D. There wasn't a whole lot of uh side scrollers that were like that on that, you know?
1: Not hand drawn. I think that uh for instance like uh that Kirby game was pretty cool. It was like two point five D.
0: Oh Kirby sixty four, yeah, that game was cool. I had fun with that. But yeah, that had collectibles and unlockables and stuff like that. But uh, but there wasn't. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of two D stuff like straight from Nintendo. Other than that, other than that, and like Yoshi's Yoshi Story, which was the complete, complete wrong way to go with the series. But
1: unforgivably um, easy.
0: But um, yeah, no, I mean, it definitely. You're right. It definitely did like mark like what was going to go forward with two D games. But I'm saying that it marked even farther. You know, like what we're getting now, like the HD, like hand drawn, like you know, more detailed sprites and all that, like what you're seeing like 20 years down the road. They were even like. They were predict- predicting that back then, which doesn't really surprise me because they do a lot of things that is, like very ahead of their time. But, and um, using
1: st- using the extra graphical ability f- to make the style unique rather than just trying to make it more realistic.
0: Yeah, which will make it, which is why it stands the test of time much better than anything realistic. Is always like good art style.
1: Yeah, so, I uh, would say this was kind of a precursor to something like Wind Waker. I totally, would, I would, yeah. Directly.
0: Yeah, you could, or even like Paper Mario as well, you could say. Well, I guess, yeah, I forgot about Paper Mario. You could even say that it's kinda like that, you know, cause it's, that was supposed to be like a movie, moving painting. Like when I remember the original, what Mimoto said about that, about the 64 game, was that it was supposed to be like a moving drawing. And it was. Yeah. So, totally. Well, uh, I guess that, that is our, um, Yoshi's Island episode. I'm, I'm sure we forgot something. There's so much stuff in there. It's hard to get through everything, but, uh, you know, if you, if you have it, play it again. If you don't have it, uh, try to find it somewhere. Track it down. It's totally worth, totally worth your time. And, um, we'll join, I guess we'll join you next week. I'll let you know what's going on with the, uh, what happens with the event that I go to. And, uh, we'll talk about some other Nintendo stuff. Um, we've, we've uh, been your host, uh, uh, Trey, and this
1: is, Jeremy Mikowski
0: did you want to say something else before we go out?
1: Uh, I was just going to mention uh don't forget this is a really important uh Game and Watch collection coming to Virtual Console tomorrow.
0: Oh cool, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So that's wh- that's all I know about tomorrow's Virtual Console, but I think it's a uh, I want to say I think it's a Game Boy Advance game.
0: Is it it's on the Wii U, right?
1: And it's coming out on the Wii U. Yeah.
0: Oh okay, cuz I had a I have the very first uh, Game and Watch collection for Game Boy for like straight up game boy but it's probably not that one i I, I lost track of how many they they made i think they made like five or six at least and then there was like those ds ones that you could get that were like straight ports i think of the original game watch stuff that was only like nintendo club that you could order off the thing but um yeah i don't know I, i don't i don't remember if we mentioned last week that uh super mario super sluggers came out with a nintendo account which i thought was interesting but I wouldn't have predicted that in, in any way that the Super Mario Baseball would would come out for uh, you know for, for <laughs> Wii uh, yeah for uh, for the Nintendo account of Miitomo. they release uh, a Wii a Wii baseball game but hey you can never tell with them but yeah well man, you know be...
1: it was the start of the uh, baseball season in the U.S. so maybe that's part of that
0: reasoning. oh yeah maybe. Yeah. I don't know if, if people are into baseball. I don't think they're like really looking to play Super Mario Sluggers, but who knows? There might well, be you something. You
1: know, like Nintendo, he does. Nintendo used to own the Seattle Mariners.
0: So. I know, and that's right. those Ken Griffey Jr. games which were great. Which were pretty much rip-offs of All-Star Baseball like the arcade, the SNK arcade. But, you know, that still didn't make them any less good. But um But yeah. All right. Well, I guess that didn't wear out, right? Yeah, we'll we're see, out. We will see you next week. Play some Yoshi.
1: Play some Yoshi, guys. Later. Later.